welcome to our character profile revisit of Fizz Stoop. Fizz Stoop. She is a revisit. We've done her before, quite a while ago. Um, every so often, long-time podcast listeners will know that we go back to uh, the well of a uh, character that we profiled long ago and see what they've been up to since, and that's what we're going to be doing with dear old Fiona. Did you know that was a real name? Of course you did. I do now. Fiona Stape. Um, this, the reason we chose this this week, not only because Fizz is um, quite, quite a, it's been in the show quite a lot recently, but this week marks the 10th anniversary of when we first profiled her back on the podcast. So we had Fizz as one of our very early character profiles back in episode 16 of the show, which we released on the 24th of November 2012. And um, yeah, she's been a busy little girl since, hasn't she? So, Don't infantilise her, Michael. She's a Grown woman. <laughs> some, some might say that she does it herself with her voice. I wouldn't say that. What? People, no, she doesn't. I, I don't think so either. But I always say that people say that she's uh, people say that she has baby voice. That's nonsense. I don't think so. That's absolute nonsense. Um, and also, so, I say she's not a little girl because she's in a murder book. She is in a. Does that does that stop you from being? A little girl. I think that you automatically become. It's one of the rites of passages that we don't tell men about, but um. You know when women when we say women have to have first blood to become a true woman. Yeah, we're talking about murder, oh, I see. not periods. <laughs> but you guys wouldn't know well, that. Also, she is not a little girl because <laughs> she is pretty much our age, isn't she? And we are definitely um, past okay, it. Okay, I stage. take everything back. I just said she is in the first blush of youth. <laughs> she is a mere babe in the woods. I think she's like supposed to be nineteen eighty four. She was born in so. Ever she's so a, slightly younger than us. So. <laughs> um, so back when we profiled her in 2012, she'd been in about 1,450 episodes, and now she's got 2,350. Um, uh, it was 50, 50, something. 50, 50 something under her belt. I, it's, uh, so almost a thousand more episodes. Depends if you count whether the episodes have appeared on the hub yet. Because I don't know when I'm organising. Uh, I'm putting this up. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, she's um she's been Another an awful lot, and um, I did mention this in the last podcast we recorded but she's now cracked the top 20 of most featured characters on Coronation Street she's actually currently That's the 17th amazing. most featured character but she's basically neck and neck with Sarah I think oh, wow. it's, there's literally nothing nothing so in it like one or two episodes in it and she's also not too far behind catching up with Tyrone either so um, I, I definitely think that we'll, we'll, should they remain in the show uh, which I think they absolutely will. I don't see either of them going in anywhere um, anytime soon. They'll uh, they'll definitely get into that top ten within fifteen uh, twenty years or so. But uh, yeah, we we re-listened to our first profile of Fizz, didn't we? Um, back in the car the other day, and um, as as was often the case with our early character profiles, because we had plenty of other stuff to fit in the show back then, and only a certain amount of web space. It was a, a rather um, brief affair, but. Um, as well as just going back over what Fizz had been up to in her first ten odd years on uh, Coronation Street, which basically ended up being a couple of bits and then an awful lot of John Stape stuff. John um, Stape. I did say back then that Fizz was one of my favourites. Um, I also stand by that. Yes, I do. I absolutely do stand by that. I mean, if you were to say to me, Michael, who's your favourite characters in Coronation Street? Fizz would certainly not be one of the first I'd come up with, but. All throughout the time that, you know, definitely since we've been doing the podcast, and I'd say a while before that as well, um, I have got a fairly unshakable love of Fiona Stape. And um, she's certainly changed as a character a lot since the early days, hasn't she? I mean, oh, definitely. I I mean, so many of them have, though, haven't they? So many of them have. um, 
some more than others. And I think if you take a look back at early fears, which, I mean, ITV3 watchers are, um, are currently able to do, she's very, very much a different character back then, isn't she? She was a lot more, <laughs> a lot more common, a lot rougher, a lot more horny, I suppose. Oh, my goodness. Um, bit, bit of a naughty girl. Um, and, and always trying to seduce Tyrone and get him into trouble. And, and now she is definitely... She, to, to me, she's just a, a kind of standard, um, common but in a good way, sort of um, normal member of society, which you certainly can't say of all Coronation Street characters. She's the sort of person that we would probably get on with in real life, isn't she? I, I feel safe around her. I think she's the sort of person that you would quite want to have as your neighbour. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, Despite uh, all the drama, you'd be like, "Ah, oh, she's nice." She is. She's just a nice, nice, uh, nice girl, and and she's she's not one of these kind of glamour pusses, or you know, she's not didn't have the makeover like Maria did. She's not there just to be like the sex appeal on the street or anything. She's just fairly kind of normal. I think we said she was a, a next door type on the um yeah uh, on the original. Not- not like a television or film next door type, which is, oh, I'm going to go and wash my car wearing my pants. No, just actually like a real life. Like you could she imagine that she lives next door. Yeah, which is really what I think Coronation people. Street should be about. Like casting yeah. a glance on the real life folk of the North. She comes across as being a very, very genuine character to me. So, yes, she was one of my favourites back then. And I'm going to say, yes, she is now. There's, I, I don't think there's much that could happen that could... Um, make me waver in my love of fizz and certainly that's different to other characters over the year I've certainly fallen out of love with and and others I've grown to appreciate more and one of the things that stood out to me in that original character profile is how we describe Kirk as being a comedy legend oh my god I I wanted to sink into the floor when we heard that not so much these days. It just goes to days. show you how quickly your fortunes can turn if you're a Coronation Street character. Yeah, and Kirk isn't necessarily one that I would immediately spring to mind as being, oh, what a, what a massive you know, fall from grace he's had. But he's certainly not at the moment a character that I adore. Whenever he he's kind of wheeled out to say... Uh, in inverted commas comedy line I, I usually give a little groan before he even opens his mouth but back then clearly he was still at the top of his game and I suppose I reflecting on it he did used to be pretty entertaining he, he was so funny I'm sorry but he was he was a comedy legend mm. and now he's just a shadow they've just made him too stupid mm. and, um, and and certainly as, I mean, as we go through what Fizz did next um, in today's podcast, we'll find some a few questionable decisions that Fizz has made over the years. But um, she's certainly not been, um, you know, she's not been lobotomized like some other characters have been over the years, like Kirk and, um, well, we'll name no names about any others, but I'm sure you can guess who I might be referring to. But also, it's a really interesting one to listen to. And if you're, if you're listening to this on YouTube currently, um, hopefully I've just put the, the original version up before it. Yes, and if you're Sorry curious about, the sound quality. about listening to it, you, you can go to our YouTube channel or you can go to conversationstreet.podbean.com and find the episode. You can, you can, in, I can go on the, the Podbean app or anything. Loads of different ways. Yeah, um, yeah so when, when, you, when we were going back through seeing Original Fizz, because I don't think that you'd been watching it when she first arrived on the show, when she came in and was fostered by Roy, so that was like a first time for you, wasn't it? Were you 
a little surprised about how different she was to, she to was, now. In a weird way, she was a bit like a less criminally minded Gemma when she first came in. Yeah, that's a good way of putting they it. They sort of, they loved her make these, um, take, bring these girls in and uh, rough them up a lot and make them wear completely inappropriate clothes for their body types and um, mm. kind of parade them around as sort of, I don't know, very unattractive, um, loud-mouthed chavs, basically. Yeah, she she really was. She she could have been, you know, in the hands of certain producer, gone down exactly the same path as Gemma had. Um, but, but you know, flip that round. That to me says there's hope for Gemma yet. Don't write her off. I would not like to write anybody off, really, on Coronation Street because no. so many different things can happen. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be, I'd like to be able to like see her story and fast forward, really, because where we are, I think we're in two thousand and one on ITV three, yeah, at the moment. Like she's clearly old Fizz back then. When, when abouts did the switch happen? Because it is so stark the difference between them. I would say. What, what was the story that turned her around? But I would say that when we last profiled her in 2012, she was certainly the you know, grown-up, mature mum kind of fizz that she is now. Maybe it was becoming a mum that, that turned her that way. I guess we'll never know. But I certainly can't see her, you know, jacking cars or doing topless protests on the roof of Underworld or anything like that now. No. <laughs> um, so, as I was saying, when we... When we profiled her last, we were just in the middle of the Tyrone and Kirsty abuse storyline, where um, he married. No, he wasn't married to her then, was he? He don't think he ever did. They- no, they didn't get married. Yes. No, they-, they had a wedding, but we hadn't reached that part yet. Tyrone what? was who had a wedding. Tyrone and Kirsty had a wedding. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, but we hadn't reached that part yet. The, the, the tail end of 2012, Tyrone and her were still they were still going out. Who? Ruby Tyrone had been booked. Kirsty. Okay. Um, uh, Ruby had, had just been born. Um, Ruby was born to Kirsty yeah, and yeah, Tyrone. Yeah. Yes. And they were living together. Yeah, were they were living together as, at, at as, number nine. Yeah, it's just know. boyfriend and girlfriend or yeah. fiance and Happy fiance. Family. Exactly. But, um, but Fizz was, was trying to meddle a little bit because she'd seen um, what Kirsty was actually like. Kirsty was massively abusive. She would uh, beat Tyrone up or throw things at him or whatever. And, um, but in public she would just be like the, the perfect girlfriend really and Tyrone um, either through a case of male pride or or or, no. or, or, or fear or whatever it's didn't because of the stigma to attached to being a male victim yeah. of domestic abuse which is sort of what you were trying to say wasn't it I was trying yeah. to say that thank you for putting it much more eloquently um, Kirsty there, there was one scene that was quite memorable towards the end of that year where um Fizz was working on the factory sewing machines and uh, Kirsty uh, and, and she gets it gets caught up or something. So so somebody switches off the machine at the mains while Fizz can try and sew, uh, sort of fix it back together again. And then Kirsty turns the machine on at the wall <laughs> while Fizz's finger is underneath and she gets a needle through the finger. I remember like, that. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah, definitely a, a cringy moment there. And then when Kirsty, I think, takes her to hospital, she pretty much says to Fizz, that's that's what you get. Keep yep. your nose out of my Stay business. Stay away from my man. Yeah. So Fizz is um, kind of begging Tyrone to to leave Kirsty um, for his and Ruby's sake. But yeah, nobody believes just how nasty Kirsty is. So um, do you want to just finish off twenty twelve for us? Twenty twelve, best year of, of that ever was. As we all know, everything's declined from then on. The minds were right. 
2012, Fizz and Tyrone get closer and then um, Kirsty leaves him alone when he's having his 30th birthday party and she, because she wants to sort out a secret surprise party. Um, but then Fizz sneaks round and they have a little kiss. So that means that Tyrone's 40th birthday party is just around the corner then, doesn't it? I, I, don't, I don't know, know the exact date of this, is. but this, this is, it must be somewhere between now and the end of 2022. Well, so, yeah, it's, the, yeah. it's either November or December. Yeah, so I, so yeah, so is that I, his birthday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's going he's gonna to turn 40, so I wonder whether what's happening at the moment with, uh, with Hope... Going off think, the rails in the state book and everything, is that going to tie into Ty's 40th birthday celebrations? Well, he, well. Or is it going to be like Toya and it just kind of gets completely missed? Yeah. <laughs> um, Tina spots them kissing in the in the ginnel later that, that month. And then the affair continues throughout December. But then on New Year's Eve, Fizz collapses. And I don't know where she's living at this time, but there's a faulty boiler and it's pumping out carbon monoxide and Tyrone valiantly rescues her i think that she must have been at number five at that time so Ches- which... chesney and Gemma's house now oh, that's what that kind of what i'm saying i can't yeah. remember why there was a faulty boiler but yeah we had the old carbon monoxide poisoning another interesting thing about our previous character discussion about uh fizz is that we were both quite adamant that we didn't want to see any romance developing between the two of them didn't we and i don't know i kind of just said oh there's not been any hints of that I I wonder whether they can just kind of live platonically or, or whatever, but it feels to me very very natural that they did end up together. And and again, watching the old two thousand and one episodes at the moment, and they've had an awful lot of history. But that then continues on into two thousand and twelve. They're getting closer and closer. Um, sorry, into two thousand and thirteen. They're getting closer and closer. And then this this wedding happens sort of mid January two thousand and thirteen. Um, Kirsty finds out about their affair that she's having. There was something, like, Tyrone had a secret phone and he was, didn't he, like, take photos of the bruises, I'm trying to remember, and then, or, or Fizz did, and, and I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what happened, I can't remember, I, I probably should have looked into this, but I remember <laughs> at the time thinking that Tyrone was a bit of an idiot for not deleting the evidence off of his phone, idiot. which Kirsty then finds, so she is, she somehow finds out that Tyrone and Fizz are at it together. Um, but she carries on with the wedding plans, um, plotting to out him during the service. And in um, true Michelle Connor fashion, sort of 10 years earlier, pretty much, she um, shocks the congregation by reading out all the secret texts that Tyrone and Fizz have been having because she's got, she's got it. So that, that was just like uh, Michelle did for yeah. to Robert. It's a classic move. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really mad because we don't get invited to many weddings, do we? I mean, no. We've been to like three probably in our whole lives. Mm. But I assume that this happens quite regularly. <laughs> I can only assume so because yeah. we've got two examples of it right now. Yeah. They, they go back home and this is, so, where, this is where Kirsty falls down the stairs but everybody, but then she so blames Tyrone. So they don't Tyrone. get married? No, I don't okay. think they get married but they go back to, to number... Um, are they in 13? No, they must have been 9. Well, obviously, Kirsty's a bit annoyed. Yes, so she they end up having a bit of a tussle at the top of the stairs. Kirsty falls down, blames Tyrone for pushing her. Everybody believes um, Kirsty, of yeah. course. Tyrone's kind of blaming Fizz for everything going wrong, but eventually he... Well, he's uh, terrified because he's got Ruby mm. now to think about and he doesn't want her to take Ruby away from him and the yeah. family. Yeah, so they, they do a classic soap flit and decide, Tyrone and Fizz, they decide Weird. to go to 
with Ruby and Hope, they decide to go to Wales um, and sail to Ireland. So that this is the this is the uh, how far they were going to go to escape Kirsty. But Fizz ends up bottling it and realizes like I think we're doing a bit of child kidnapping here. Um, hands themselves in, but um, and so back they go to Weatherfield. Um, and they then get in du- trouble. They do, yeah. Tyrone ends up going to uh, going on to court for it, and during his trial. What was he trial, going to court for? I, I it was I, I think it was the pushing Kirsty down the stairs thing. But she's, I, I seem to remember that she'd absconded for a little bit. So, um, but she eventually comes into the court and confesses. Doesn't yeah, that she? was quite. <laughs> and I think we also then get to see him visiting her in prison to get a bit of closure to it but yeah Kirsty has ended up just admitting to everything I think her mum got involved if I remember rightly and um but anyway that was the end of Kirsty that was the last that we saw of her on dead. the show not dead yet not dead Kirstie's yet don't dead. jump the get she is dead now yeah but she wasn't then she'd just gone to prison I was telling everybody it's foreshadowing it's, it's called foreshadowing Michael <laughs> I'm wetting everyone's appetite for, for like oh how what happened? I still don't even know what happened. I think you've literally given the end away. Anyway, um, oh, anyway, Tyrone and Fizz are now free to continue their passionate affair, and um, basically they just said, yeah, they say let's make it go this relationship, um, and and they live happily ever after. At least they're out at the next couple of years, and and after that massive story of two thousand and twelve, two thousand and thirteen, we don't see a whole lot of Fizz and Tyrone. They definitely become more background characters for a good while, but um, they, had, they got up to a few bits and pieces in the, in the following years, didn't they? 2014, this is when Maria goes a bit nuts and she starts getting obsessed with Tyrone again because they originally were... Yeah, Tyrone and Maria. When they were very young. Classic couple. They were, they were yeah, the, the hot young young mm. couple on the street and uh, he proposed to her on Blackpool Tower etc etc and uh, they both seem to have moved on with their lives until Maria gets obsessed with Tyrone after he defends her and punches Todd after she had an affair with Marcus mm. and Marcus and Todd were dating yeah Maria was going out with Marcus well Marcus, was, well, Marcus always said I'm a gay man who fell in love with a woman mm. and so he and Maria were together but I think yeah then also, Todd seduced him Market okay, so it all got a bit messy, and then yeah. Tyrone defended her, and then he, she was like, "This is great." Then also, um, he goes to see Kirsty. She gets released from prison, and she sends Maria sends Tyrone fake text messages pretending to be from Kirsty, and uh, Tyrone and Fizz are not going to stand for this. They call the police on her, but um, Kirk gets them to drop the charges. Kirk, brother of Maria. Yes. Yeah, so because Kirsty was, was a, not involved in any of this. No, no, no. So that was a bit of a weird episode for Maria. Maria's I mean, got has got form. She's doing she, very, very weird, unstable things. Considering that she's often seen as being a, as a little bit of, of a dull. bland, dull character, I and think, she goes for a long time without doing much. She's like, no, look at me, I'm got, crazy, I'm a stalker. She's got the power of lunacy, and also I think Grish should be worried because I wouldn't want to make an em- enemy of Maria. Well, I think it's quite hypocritical to be honest that Maria's complaining about being stalked and having text messages sent to her and being trolled online yeah, when she's just like as it? bad as herself. We saw ten years ago. Karma. Yeah. In November, Scylla comes to stay for a while. This is mum. And this this was when they ruined Scylla's character because uh, she she's very um, she's she had been massively brash and obnoxious and loud and vile and in yeah. your face and or uh, and very think... unrealistically comedically nasty. Ott. I can't remember. I can't think of another word other than cowed. But she's been diminished by this. 
diagnosis she's got of osteoporosis. So she's she's sort of had a bit of a come to Jesus moment, hasn't she? And she's mm. trying to regain her children's trust and she just turns boring. She's, and yeah. Fizz goes off to Wolverhampton with her to look after her. And this was when Jenny McAlpine was having her first maternity leave to have beautiful baby son Albert. Yes, and um, that's going to be a running theme throughout this um, character profile of Fizz disappearing off for a little bit <laughs> so she can go and do various side projects, if you can call a child thing a side project. <laughs> I don't think, I don't you, know how that don't came think out. most people think of him that way. But anyway, tell me what happened in 2015. Well, she, she comes back from Wolverhampton and uh, everything's all hunky-dory until in September, Fizz and Tyrone are told that Hope has developed a childhood, childhood cancer called neuroblastoma. So this was a real miserable kind of storyline for them in the autumn of 2015 obviously both devastated by this news Hope back then was played by a different actress who was a real kind of cutie sweetie pie wasn't she she was absolutely adorable so this this poor little thing having this um, this terrible disease was a really yeah really tragic story Um, Fizz thinks that Tyrone though maybe isn't feeling it as much because he's not uh, Hope's biological father and this is a bit of a, a, theme, of a theme that yeah. runs all the way through that the curry writers like to drag out every now and again saying well she's not my daughter she's your daughter well it's kind of realistic but it's also a bit sad it is a bit sad and you know I, I absolutely believe that both Fizz and Tyrone consider the girls their girls because you know Hope was born you know w- within months of Hope being born um so within months of Ruby being born, Fizz and Tyrone were an item, weren't they? Yeah. Um, and and even Hope, there was you know she was two when when they got together. So I, I, even though there's they're not you know blood related, I um, think that they do consider them. So when they like to drag out the line of oh well, she's not my daughter, I think I don't know whether you'd really say that or whether they're just putting it in the strips for drama. It's interesting though that Tyrone and Fizz are seem to be the the main family that explores this idea of having a blended family and. The, you know the the ramifications and the the consequences of your feelings for for children if they're not your mm. blood children because there there are so many families on Coronation Street that are kind of um, his pun cobbled together <laughs> and uh, nobody se- really seems to have as many hang ups as Tyrone and Fizz do because no. this comes up quite a lot. It and does. it's weird because I would have thought that of all the people Fizz and Tyrone would have been well they they are the they are the couple with you know the the longest, most stable relationship, yeah. pretty much, out of everybody on the whole show so far. Um, but nobody else really seems... I don't know, am I missing some obvious ones? But, you know, think of Leanne and Simon. Mm. Not even related. No. And it doesn't really... It doesn't I mean, come up. So sometimes Simon will drop it in when uh, when he's feeling particularly spiteful. Mm. But, yeah. The, but it doesn't come up from Leanne. It's never, Leanne's never had a problem with the fact that he's not... No. Her biological child, it's been him. But I guess the thing about um, Hope and Ruby is that they're not old enough. Mm. But then maybe that's what we're exploring at the moment. Yeah. And there's also, there's some couples that don't seem to be together long enough for, <laughs> no. be able for that to come along. Well, and not, yeah. Who knows what Adam thinks about Harry, that's what his new thinking. stepson. Like, yeah. Have they ever had a scene together? Does I he don't even, even know, know that he lives with a child? Yeah, I wonder. I'm not sure. <laughs> he probably wonders what these tiny socks are. He probably does the laundry and he's like, why do my socks keep shrinking and why have they got dinosaurs on them? I don't mm. remember buying these at all. Yeah, and you've also got like, Gary has got Liam living with him. Um, I mean, what's Jake doing? Is he still living with Izzy? I don't know. I, d- I don't think really Maria 
feels any kind of maternal bond got- with him. But again, it's because we don't see them together. And that is one thing that's that the Stape Dobbs blended family have got going for them quite often. You yeah. do see them together sitting round the, yeah. the breakfast table or sitting on the sofas and Hope and Ruby are there. Are they like the main young kid family on Coronation Street? Yeah, because if you if you they're the ones that are in it the most, um, because the all of the other kids you know, talking about the ones t- ten year old or less around about, that they go through huge, huge stints of never seeing them and they're fairly, you know, empty vessels in terms of personality. But yeah, that I think maybe it is because we've seen so much of them as a foursome. That's why they feel that the writers can say, Oh, let's add a bit of spice to it by you know, having this all oh, you're not rid of my son a lot and it, I don't know, maybe, maybe. Um, so anyway, poor old Hope. Sorry, she's not dead yet. She's not dead. She's got neuroblastoma, blastoma, but it is not looking good for her um, as the uh, end of 2015 um, draws near. Tyrone um, wants to do, you know, give us some lovely experiences while he still can because he doesn't know whether she's going to make it through this. So he's like, oh, let's take her to Lapland. Um, and Fizz is like, no, we, we, we can't afford it. We're, we're one of the poor families on the street. You can't do that. So Tyrone is like, okay, fine, I'll cancel the trip. But he keeps putting it off. So he's got this Lapland trip book. And he says, I'll, I'll cancel it, I'll cancel it, I'll cancel it. Fizz is getting madder and madder because he doesn't. But in the end, it all kind of gets resolved by um, the classic 2015 hashtag best Christmas ever on Coronation Street, where they decide to bring Lapland to the cobbles and they have their reindeer, don't they? They have their Very snow poignant. machines, their, uh, their, their fir trees and everything. And basically the whole street stops just yeah. to celebrate um, go, Christmas for the sake of this poorly kid. Let's have a vignette. Yes. Let's have Hayley look out the window. Mm. And uh, oh, did was that the I'm pretty sure that was the era that Hayley was also ill, wasn't it? I don't know now. See, in my head, Hayley was dead maybe by I'm then. Wrong. Maybe, no, maybe it was then. I just think I been. remember her getting mad, but maybe I'm... I don't know. I don't know, but well, anyway... Well, Coronation it was, Street, in my head, was a lot more dramatic then. It was very lovely, but I think um, there was certainly some criticism levelled at the show that Christmas for being a little bit too twee and boring. Oh, no. But then some people look back on it and say, well, at least it was nice and Christmassy, and there weren't... There weren't murders and and subdivision and all that going on left, right, and centre. Anyway, it was it was it was lovely. And um, to top it, it all off, to top it all off, Tyrone and Fizz get engaged. He oh. proposes to her. Um, so you know we're now how many years on from this? Seven, eight years on from this, and um, yeah, still not got no ring on that finger. Well, apart from an engagement ring. And uh, but it, and then that kind of got forgotten about for quite a long time. But it will rear its head again um, in in 2021 at least. But uh, Gemma, before we get to that, I'll pass 2016 to you. So in 2016, um, <laughs> you can't just have a Lapland on the cobbles and not expect to pay for it. No, they, they do come with um, massive bills, generally. Coronation Street production team pulled a fast one on Fizz and Tyrone, and they had to pick up the bill for the whole Christmas extravaganza, including the <laughs> snow machine and all the extras. So Fizz is livid because it turns out that he's got a payday loan, and somehow the bill is racked up to 10 grand. Yep. So what was this, just the, the, the payday loan for Lapland? It doesn't matter, but... 
That's a lot of money. Bits and Tyrone are poor. That's the headline for pretty much all the 2016 and 2017 um, as well, I think. I think it's a, a... I don't think that that has changed, has it? I mean, it, it not. Re- I don't think they're rolling in it necessarily, although Hope's doing her best with those books at the moment. Well, Hope's not... But... Hope's turning £15 books into £5 books, so she's not helping, is she? <laughs> so, the 10 grand in the red and... Uh, Good news is that Hope's cancer is in remission. Oh, okay, but then. on the other hand, cancer's free in this country, so that doesn't help. <laughs> Obviously, I know it's not free. You have to pay for the parking at the hospital. <laughs> um, and in five years' time, if nothing else happens, they'll be able to say that she's completely cured. I don't know whether they actually ever got that message. That, was, that would have been 2021. Yeah. Did that um, happen last year? Maybe. Maybe that's what's wrong with her. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, neuroblastoma was a, a brain hmm. issue, so... I'm not going to say anymore. The couple continued to struggle with having no money. And so they decide, I know what we can do. We'll just fill the yard with junk. Their side project is to collect scrap metal. Was that was that there one time when we went on a trip to Coronation Street sure. Studios? And we, yeah, we went around the back and there was a load of, load load of junk there. It, it felt, I think I remember that feeling like a bit of a, a dull story and they didn't do much, they just collected a bit of the metal, is, there wasn't much excitement in that I one. I have to say, a lot of these mini side stories would be actually kind of quite interesting if they actually gave them any time. Mm. Um, I it's, mean, for goodness sake, there's an entire, there's, there's t- television shows that have been running for like 20 years on television, literally about people collecting scrap junk and selling it. Yeah. So why couldn't I, Coronation Street <laughs> When I think back on it, I think it's like, you know, they give it a week where they're collecting a bit and then they forget about it. And, and then in months time it. later, they go, oh, what's all that scrap still doing? It just doing fell there? over a cog. Yeah. Anyway, um, this was also the year that Fizz and Tyrone drive into Gail's annex in their big van. Oh yeah, that was a bit of an adventure for them. And then cover Callum's body. Mm. They also take in Freddie as a lodger for a year. Freddie so Smith. that's Freddie, the guy who used to work at the garage. Yes, um, motorbiking I quite liked Freddy. him, but he's he's also dead. <laughs> he's just gone as well. Fizz and Tyrone support Kathy and Roy as they get they prepared to marry. This is after this must have been so was Haley around? No, it can't have been. I don't no, know. Kathy and Roy. They were. He, he wasn't moving on wasn't from her. Haley, no. So I mean, uh, no, I, it couldn't have been. No, I think I'm. I've I just muddled some, it, yeah. some. I like my head canon of Coronation Street with everything mixed up. Right, we're not expected together. to have a complete chronological order of everything that happened to every character for the last 60 years. Coronation Street is like, right. in my mind, years out. it's like a bread and butter pudding. I just take all the ingredients and I smash them up together and it all comes out as a goo. <laughs> but it's still nice. What are the currents? <laughs> um, murders. <laughs> the currents are murders. The currents so, are horrible. Slap that on a t-shirt. <laughs> murder's horrible, Michael. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's entertaining to watch. Uh, is this current? This, this is quite watch? nice because when Fizz came into the show, she was Roy and Haley's foster daughter, wasn't yes. she? And she was a right nightmare for them at first. And she was accusing Roy of um, being inappropriate around her, shall we Phil say? And, and um, once they, they went years not really having a whole lot to do with each other, so it was nice that they were able to come together for this story. And you know, they don't have anything to do with each other now, do they? But it's lovely when they. When the show remembers, oh yeah, these characters have got a bit of history. Let's let's do something with it. Yes, and also um, Fizz was there for Roy's Roy and Haley's wedding, obviously. Yeah. So um, it's kind of like a stamp, her stamp of approval for mm. Roy's moving on. Um, and Fizz also had to help Kathy come to terms with the fact that her ex Alan was having an affair behind her back. 
and had been revealed as her sister, her sister Nessa. Nessa's, hang on a minute. Kathy's sister Nessa. Had an affair with, with Kathy's, Kathy's husband, husband Alan yeah. and they had a child together who's called Just Alex. Alex. It's Alex. And she didn't know until that moment. No. So Fizz helps her out with that. Fizz is like, oh, well. Yeah, blended families did you are cool. Think, did you think you were going to get away with just being a hoarder? <laughs> anyway, the wedding doesn't go ahead uh, because Tyrone helps Roy see that he would be making the wrong decision. <laughs> Good job, Tyrone. So up next, we've Ruining got marriages and not even your own 2017 marriage. and Fizz is trying to play a bit of a pace, peacemaker, a pacemaker, a peacemaker when Sinead and Chesney's relationship is falling apart. So um, Fizz and Chesney don't, they don't have loads to do with each other these days, do they? I don't often, I wouldn't say they have stories to oft uh, together, but sometimes Chesney will handily bring one of the girls home from school and that's, a, that's about it. But anyway, um, at this point, Sinead has started showing a bit of an interest in Daniel, so Fizz is there as a, a supportive sister for Chesney, which is nice. And um, she she gets like a proper bee in a bonnet about Sinead. She, she, she's outraged when it becomes public knowledge that uh, Daniel and Sinead have slept together and, uh, yeah, supports Ches through the breakup and basically um, gives evils to Sinead for, for a good few months. There was also a really weird mini-story for Fizz, and I don't even know whether it lasted longer than an episode or two, but do you remember when she realised that she was an, a brilliant masseuse? And she Who? gave Fizz. She became... She, she no, showed, she said, oh, Tyrone, do you want a massage? And then it turned out that she was brilliant at massages. It said she had magic fingers or something. We called the storyline oh, no. title Fizz Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> literally nothing happened from that. It felt, it felt like they had an idea and they just said, no, let's change our mind oh, about that Oh my goodness, that, that could but have been... if you're on the street and you want a massage, Fizz is the one to go to. Honestly, that could have come up with so many different story ideas, like... She could have had weird clients. Somebody somebody could have got handsy with her. Yeah. You know, there could have been so many... It would have been a bit like when they have a dating storyline, like blind date storylines, mm, mm. where you have to kind of, like, be be in a small space with somebody who turned out to be a, a bit strange. Yeah, <laughs> nothing happens. Um, similar with... with um, this friend of Fizz's that turned up midway through this year, Kim. Do you remember that? So Tyrone... That was a man, right? That was a man. I think, well, I think there was a bit of a, um, or oh, is, it, is it a man or a woman? I think Fizz says she's going to have a friend Kim round. Tyrone's not bothered. But then when it turns out that Kim's actually a man, he yeah. gets madly jealous of it. That's right, because you might think that Kim is short for Kimberly, but in this case, it was short for Kimbert. Is that right? No. <laughs> I didn't think it was. Um, anyway, he's, he's this rich antiques dealer. He turns out to be gay anyway, doesn't he? I think Sean um, has a bit of a thing with Tell him Maria, at one point. Tell Maria, there's, no, there's uh, literally no, there's no barrier. Mm. But yeah, I, I didn't really enjoy the Kim character, but he wasn't in it much. But every, it every was... now and then they brought him back in and I'm like, oh no, not him again. But I was well, always was... happy that he didn't last for very long. It was like they were going, remember that storyline about the junk? Because yeah. that was why he came into it, wasn't it? Because they were trying to offload all this crap. Yeah, I think so. And Tyrone's just been hoarding it. And and the reason that uh, Fizz got this guy to come along was because she was like, we need to sell some of this stuff. My friend's an antiques dealer. Mm. But it also it... kind of leads into her current position I was gonna as, say, as, as, as antiques dealer at Gary's Furniture Shop. I think there must have been at the time, but it, it feels like it was a, a nice coincidence that it all happened and it led to it eventually. Imagine if Kimber is secretly the financier of um, Gary's crappy little backstreet mm, junk yeah. shop because uh, he keeps bailing them out by coming up and buying all their rattan furniture <laughs> and 
brass monkeys. So, um, <laughs> Chesney gets stabbed in the chest that summer just to add a bit of excitement to the character. It's still not exciting. No, Sh- Sinead, who by this point I think has has split up with Tyra, uh, with Chess, sorry, turns up at the hospital. Fizz is not happy at all to see her. Um, and then she has a storyline which lasts for a little bit towards the end of the year where Factory gets um, closed down thanks to a bit of... Um, de-roofery by who was it that even took the roof off was it Adam um I think I think the roof off the factory I think he was partly involved Adam Adam and oh Adam and Eva did it didn't they yeah so the factory girls are all out of a job towards the end of 2017 so Fizz and that lot decide to start up a kickstarter campaign and make some headscarves for kids with cancer so it was kind of calling back to to Hope's cancer did it go viral it, I don't think it did go viral, what? unlike the usual online um, endeavours by Coronation Street characters. Um, in fact, it was doing pretty poorly. So Beth says, well, maybe we should slap Hope's face on the campaign to try and get a bit more sympathy. Fizz doesn't like the idea, but Beth decides to give it a try anyway. Headstar scarfs start selling like hotcakes, and um, Fizz is like, oh, okay, then let's, let's use my daughter. Well, you know, back in the day, if you wanted a cover girl for headscarves, you had to use Ina Sharples. Yeah, exactly. Times have changed since then. it's Hope Stape. Yeah. So Fizz um, gets quite surprised one day when she and Tyrone receive uh, £2,000 in the post. It's an anonymously donated one. I believe it was Billy that did it. But anyway, they don't know what to do with this money because it just gets popped through the um, through the door. And they say, well... We, we could donate it to the fundraiser and then, you know, the factory girls would, would help get some of it or we could spend it on hope and they kind of go towards spending it on hope and when Beth finds out about this, she is not happy, has a massive argument with Fizz and says, well, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna keep it then. If you if you think that we're greedy anyway, then we might as well be. So they keep the money. They buy a trampoline. Um, doesn't last so long though because um, the end of 2017, by this point. Hope has had a recast. She is now Isabella Flanagan playing her. And this is the beginning of Demon Hope that five years on, we're still um, very much in the thick of. So the story starts when Ruby and Hope are on the trampolines. Ruby pushes her off. Um, And then Fizz ends up siding with Hope. She upsets Tyrone by referring to Ruby as your daughter. Next thing you know, the trampoline's on fire and Fizz is blaming Ruby. And um, this kept going for quite a long time at the beginning of the story. Everybody thought that it was Ruby who was the the, the demon child. Do you remember? Yeah. And they were saying, oh, well, obviously it's to do with Kirsty, And she, she's got her, her evil, evil DNA yeah. in her. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And it kind of was. But in the end, they decided, no, it's Hope that's got... John's evil genes in her, even though I don't think that... In real life, the idea that you stigmatise a child based on their parentage, especially when that parent really didn't have much of a hand in raising them, is obviously abhorrent and we don't agree with it. But in fiction, it's actually hilarious and fun. I don't enjoy it because I think think it's so silly. It's it's very very theatrical and very, you know, like... um, archetypal in a way, you know. Isn't, Isn't fiction full of stories about heroic... Or anti-heroes who are either falling into the, what's the word, legacy of their parentage Mm. or trying to fight against it. You know, that's a very kind of base story story arc, isn't it? But I would say it's more comes when the parent has raised 
Yeah, but it's also not normally about small children, mm, mm. which, you know, it's not fair at all to, yeah. to sort of... Um, so and I don't... Can I just say, I, I don't think for one minute that Coronation Street is is adding to to people, you know, it's not... I don't think it's problematic because I don't think people are going to watch Coronation Street and go, yeah, I know I know Dora the murderer. <laughs> She's probably dodgy too, you know. I yeah. think it's fine. Um, so... But your problem with it isn't that you are worried about stigmatising children, is it? It's because no. you don't like the... I, I just what is that. your problem with it? Well, no, I just think it's it's silly that every that so many people seem to think, oh yes, of course, because her dad is this person. <laughs> Clearly, she she must be, you know, she must be an utter herself. I've, I don't don't like it. Anyway, well, you're um, a better man. Fizz makes an, a be, better person than uh, Sally Webster as well because oh, she's, she's certainly um, she certainly thinks that of hope as well. Oh. Um, anyway, Fizz has another disappearing act at the end of 2017 um, because poor Scylla has a fall. Uh, she's got her osteoporosis, so that's pretty bad. So Fizz has to go down to Wolverhampton to nurse her. What's actually happening at this point is Jenny McAlpine is going into I'm a Celebrity. And I remember finding it quite unusual that she was announced to be on this because, I don't know, and, I, and we've, met, we've met Jenny a couple of times, haven't we? And she never came across to me as being somebody who would be so outgoing that that's the kind of thing that she would want to do. But, she, you know... That, that shows what we know. She did a she did a fab job. She made it into the final five, and um, yeah, fair play to her. And she got a bit of time off Coronation Street for it as well. So uh, she doesn't arrive until um quite a way into two thousand and eighteen, does she? No, um, and I also you know I think lots of different people go on. Yeah, for different reasons. Different personality, and you also don't know what they tell them. You know what do the what do the producers when they're courting them. Over over dinner, you know, what do they say? Well, I think I mean I think a lot of the people that go on Nine Celeb have watched it as well. So no, they know, I know. What they're themselves in for. I know. I'm not saying that they anyone goes into it not knowing what's what going on. It's a experience. But you know, there are certain people who can certainly twist things and make things sound yeah, yeah very convincing, sure. don't they? You know. <laughs> um. Anyway, she did a really good. I think she was right to go in because I think she did a great yeah, yeah job. Yeah. yeah. So 2018, um, she briefly appears on Skype in January. Because she's going to stay with Scylla until March. Remember the days when people used to use Skype as their What's video calling platform Skype, of choice? Skype. For Skype. You kind of really missed the trick with how that whole Skype, pandemic thing, didn't how you? How did Skype not not get... Zoom the, just jumped in there. Did it, it was in the right place like, at the right time. Hello, How pandemic. did that happen? I'm just baffled. Everyone already had Skype on their computers. I know. Right, we're not talking about that. Tyrone promises everything's been fine with the girls while she's been away, but it was all a lie because Ruby's been playing up, and um, Fizz, and, and uh, that's that's a bit of a, an issue, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, Tyrone is not wanting to admit that Ruby has been up to no good, but actually, it's not really been Ruby that's the troublemaker. It's been Hope. Yeah. Um, Fizz, uh, Tyrone is training for the upcoming boxing match. Is this a charity match that ends yes. at racism? Well. Well done, guys. You didn't work, did it? <laughs> Clearly not. Should have punched Griff in the face. It might have worked. <laughs> so, but, but but he's training all the time, and Fizz starts to get a bit annoyed and and nag him. Apparently, um, then the girls nearly. <laughs> this was quite funny. The girls go into the factory. This is um everything's abandoned and because the roof's been it's collaped and you know it's just a yeah. This is uh, this is after the roof. Um, the roof collapsed. collapsed. Yeah. Well, the roof got taken off, then it got rebuilt, then it collapsed, yeah. and now it's just a death trap. So what better place for two young girls to... Was this the collapse? I don't know, maybe the collapse was 2019. But well, in any case, enjoy the factory was uh, fairly unusable at this point. They're actually, uh, unbeknownst to, to um, Hope and Ruby, they're actually filming 
saw 10 there, <laughs> um, and they're about to die. They There's a spinning sort of death, but luckily they escape. They get rescued. They nearly get killed, basically. Yeah. Um, Fizz blames Ruby and says, right, me and Hope are moving out because you keep trying to kill kill my daughter. Then, well, she's like, I can't, I can't have hope around her demon sister Ruby any longer. Sorry, well, for yeah. her safety, I'm taking her the heck out of here. Well, I mean, you know, first a trampoline, now yeah. a sore of death. What, what, what next? next? So, Tyrone gets left alone with Ruby. Gemma comes, visits Tyrone, and they end up sleeping together because he's so sad. Warning! 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 Terrible decision. And Fizz is only away for a few days as oh, well. No. She comes back and she finds empty condom wrapper. A what? An empty condom. Empty condom wrapper? How disgusting. In the bed sheets. In the bed sheets. Oh, it's a good job it's just the wrapper. She realises what's happened. <laughs> she goes and chucks kebabs at Gemma in Prima Donna. <laughs> um, then Fizz uncovers a bit more information about who might be behind the evil antics of the of the children of the of the state household when she finds that hope has been trying to get joseph to jump down the stairs yeah she tells him that he's got like a magic cape or something that'll help him fly down the stairs so finally fizz realizes oh my daughter's the one that's oh she's the evil the thing is i'm gonna defend hope a little bit here because i think i was probably a bit like this when i was a kid i was a bit I think all kids are a bit violent, aren't they? I think, I think lots of kids have had more near-death experiences than um, I think we would not like to, really, like to when, admit. If you actually look back on your childhood, how many times did you nearly die? Because I'm going to say it's about 25 for me. <laughs> and how many times did you nearly kill another child? Yeah, I know. You know, it, you can't even count that. Well, so, there's hope for hope to uh, grow up into a perfectly normal well, human being. Then I, when think she's the, I think her opportunities for convincing people they've got a magic cape and they can jump down the stairs as she grows into an adult is going to become fewer and fewer. <laughs> yeah, she's not going to have so many people believe her, is she? <laughs> so, so she also admits that uh, when, when after this, that yeah, she was the one behind the factory saw incident and the trampoline fire. So it all comes out, but only Fizz knows. Yes, so Fizz decides to keep this a secret because, gosh, wouldn't it be awkward if, if she had to admit to Tyrone that she was a liar? She was wrong all well, along. She was wrong, sorry, yeah. No no woman can ever admit that, can we? No. So she keeps like it Like I was saying earlier, Ty, Fizz definitely made some questionable decisions over the last 10 I'm years. Gonna, I'm not going to deny that. I still love her, but... correct you there. Dramatic decisions. <laughs> yeah, they they certainly liked to play Fizz and Hope versus Tyrone and Ruby more I know, than once. But when it comes to relationships on Coronation Street, I have to say I like them like I like my whiskey What's on that? the rocks. <laughs> you don't so, drink whiskey. I sometimes do. Yeah. So Ruby is a psycho, Tyrone, but just. Uh, Secretly, I'm going to book my kid into into therapy. No, no, Hope is the psycho, but Ruth Tyrone... No, that's what she's saying to Tyrone. Oh, yeah, Ruby's yeah, yeah. the psycho, but I'm going to secretly book Hope. Ruby's the psycho, I'm going to book Hope into therapy. Don't don't find out about it. No, no, no. Ruby gets booked into, oh, psych- into therapy. I'm Tyrone sorry. books Ruby into therapy with Fizz going, oh, well, let's just let it carry on she's because like, I don't want Tyrone to find out that it's my daughter. It's free, is it? Is it free? Okay, yeah, I'll have, I'll have some as well. Truth soon comes out and Tyrone is livid at Fizz for making him think badly of, of Ruby. And so Fizz is like, okay, I'll take Hope to the psychiatrist then. Oh, God, you could be like that about it. Then the girls go missing 
and Fizz and Tyrone decide to give things another go. Settle their differences. I think you skipped over quite a lot of plot there. No, I think they only go missing for a little bit. Yeah. Just just to get them together. Say, oh, then we're done with this drama now. Let's just get them, let's put them back to uh, status quo again. Yeah. Hope, um, Abby starts working in the garage and then Fizz gets suspicious because I think she's worried about Tyrone and Abby. Yeah, yeah. She thinks that Tyrone's got the hots for Abby. She doesn't like the fact that she's working with a lady. Honestly, Fizz and Tyrone really should not be together. Mm. If I was Tyrone, I'd say, well, you and Dirk at the factory, eh? I'll let that one fly. There's a lot of horny men hanging around the <laughs> Knickers factory, especially these days with Jacob. Oh, yeah. Horning over Carl Connor. Anyway, Fizz gets suspicious. She enlists Hope to spy on them. Then that causes ructions um, between Tyrone and Fizz. Mm-hmm. Also, a bit awkward, when Kim comes to stay the night on Fizz's sofa. Sean is living there at that, at that time, and so Fizz asks him to leave so that she and Fizz can Tyro- and, can try, try and Tyro- Tyrone again. Tyrone can try again <laughs> together. Yeah. And, that, and that's what led to Sean's homeless storyline as well, because once he got kicked out at number nine there by Fizz, he's like, I don't got anywhere to go now. I think I'll live in a tent in the streets for a few weeks. I think you should start a YouTube channel about bushcraft. I'd watch it. <laughs> Fizz and Tyrone eventually reunite... When Jackie Dobbs dies. But don't Sad. worry, not really your mum. Not really a mum, no. He doesn't know that yet, though, does he? No, he does not. So, um, his dad Darren and Tyrone get into an argument at the will reading. And so, uh, then it comes out that he and Jackie aren't even actually yeah. Tyrone's biological parents. And so, Fizz says, we should find out who your real mum is. So I can't remember whether... One of the, one or both of them were just getting interested in genealogy at that point, so that's the reason why they decide to track down the real parents. And, and Roy obviously helps them because he's interested in anything to do with boring stuff. There's nothing boring about your family tree. It's fascinating, I mm, think. Well, I think it is fascinating, but Roy can make anything boring, can't he? So <laughs> they help. He helps them track down Nana Evelyn. Hooray! What a lovely old. Beautiful, rosy-cheeked woman. No. She turns out, no. Fizz is all for them staying with her because... Her staying with them because she gets evicted. But it turns out that Evelyn is um, not... Bit of a harridan, isn't yeah. she? She starts... I mean, honestly, she comes in and she starts critiquing their decor, which is actually correct. <laughs> she She's really kind of unlikable in her first few months isn't she they Evelyn? didn't know, they, they didn't know her at the beginning no no they didn't know what sort of character they wanted her to be and, and she was being pretty vile towards Fizz she and trying to just, put Tyrone off her it and it wasn't everything. like comedy old old bat no you know the thing, the thing about she was a bit cruel she was spiteful. a bit like um, Blanche but the difference between Blanche and Evelyn is that Blanche I don't know what the age difference is but Blanche was not attacking anybody from a position of power because she was a little old lady who basically sat in the corner and just bitched about everything. Whereas Evelyn was a force of nature. She she was independent and she wasn't, you know, she felt yeah. like she was punching down yeah, at the yeah. beginning of the show. And then it kind of, she's kind of mellowed out a bit Definitely. more. Definitely, yeah. But yeah, she was not Fizz's biggest fan at the she beginning. She hated Fizz. She tried to separate Fizz and Tyrone. She also tried to steal Vera's jewellery as well. Mm. Under the bed. 
Then Hope gets expelled after biting a teacher, and she gets re- referred to the Prue. Yeah, not yeah. She she. I I completely forgotten about the fact well. that it was a pupil referral unit, the same as Max is in now. But yeah, this isn't the first time it's been mentioned in Coronation Street. She she can't apparently. She's so naughty that the local Prue can't even handle her. So it's able to you know it's able to contain Max at the moment, but. Hope, no way. So she has to go all the way to Birmingham for the super specialist unit. And this, this was yeah, Jenny McAlpine right. going off to have um, a, a second maternity leave. This is her lovely daughter, Hilda, who was born towards the end of 2018, I think. And, yeah, uh, so, so we lose Fizz again. Fizz and Hope go off yeah. to rehabilitate uh, Hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that they go off, and and Fizz is away from the show then until um, like the end of August. It was like the, the last week of August, I think, twenty nineteen. She gets back to find utter chaos because Tyrone Doofus hasn't arranged for Hope to go back to Weatherfield of to, to, to Bessie Street School for the new school year. So when she walks in, what I there's... don't I don't understand this. I don't, did she get? Did she only get expelled for a year? Is it a new school? I think it. No, no, no. It wasn't a new school. I so think, what do they? What you know? What is this? If you leave school, I, I think it's saying that Hope is now cured, <laughs> supposedly. I think in 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 Birmingham, and now she's allowed this, to come back to to Weatherfield. But Tyrone needs to reapply for her place, and mm. he hasn't done that. So when Fizz comes back. Tyrone and um, Evelyn are staging a sit-in pro- uh, protest at the school, and Fizz is like, "Oh, what's going on here?" And she has to sort them all out. Um, so, is Bang Hope cured? Together. No, she is not. Nope. She very quickly returns to her old ways go, by girl. starting a fire in the factory. Um, Fizz is like, "Right, I'm going to homeschool you. I need to keep an eye on you all the time." She's also, I think, a little bit ashamed of her daughter and the fact that she's behaving this way and 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 she's so bad that not even this super specialist unit down south could could cure her so she's like right let's hide you away from society i'm going to chew to you um there's also a nice little mystery for fizz um around that time because she gets a phone call from somebody and says oh no i haven't found the right moment to to tell tyrone yet so we're left kind of dangling with that one for a couple of weeks thinking Oh, has, has Fizz had an affair with someone down in Birmingham? That's put to one side for a bit while Fizz carries on with this homeschooling, which she really, really struggles with. I think she had to homeschool Chesney in the past as well, but she, she can't be doing with uh, with teaching Hope stuff. She one day finds Hope with a box of matches, but still, <laughs> she won't tell Tyrone. So there's just... She's she's just terrified and, and, and uh, of co-parenting really isn't she and I think she doesn't want Tyrone to realise just how bad this girl is because I guess maybe she's worried that he's going to say well stuff that for a game of soldiers we're we're not going to be together anymore I don't really know I think maybe in some ways Fizz just can't admit to herself that Hope is a bit of a pyromaniac but anyway um, so she's got that as a bit of a secret he catches Fizz on the phone then to someone saying oh I missed you and I need you there so this is back to that phone uh, person she was with um, a few weeks before and after uh, the, the usual jumping to conclusions that are, that are par for the course in soap what transpires is that it hopes teaching assistant from Birmingham <gasps> Jade <gasps> yes so Fizz is like oh Jade Hope misses you so much you were so good with her back at that school can you come all the way up to Weatherfield please to live with us and be like a live-in tutor for my daughter but um, it soon becomes apparent that Jane's friendliness towards Jane. her is just an act. Did I say Jude? Jane. Jade. Like within the first episode or two that Jade's there, 
she's there was the scene where um I think Hope had drawn a roller coaster picture or something yeah. and um and it, but it was a roller coaster that was crashing and then um Jade sits down at the, the, the dining room table and draws curly orange hair all over one of the victims. <laughs> so she's clearly got it in for fears, but we don't know at this stage why that is. Was it a premonition about what was going to happen at Christmas? With the oh, with the Helter Skelter, maybe it was, maybe. Mm. Fizz gets the job at Gary's Antiques Place around that time. She also has a, a little mini side story with uh, with Chesney. This is when Sinead pops her clogs. And um, Chesney, although obviously he hadn't been going out with Sinead at the time, he's still pretty devastated with his ex-girlfriend um, dying before her time. So Fizz has to be a good little sympathetic sister there. Um, she also has to go and have a, a visit to Scylla again for a bit at the end of the year because she gets in a car accident. You've written and Scylla gets involved in a car accident, which kind of makes it sound like two people crashed and then Scylla just ran out of the house going, hey, what are you doing out there? Why are you doing, making a noise? I'm trying no, to sleep. she was in I've a got car osteoporosis. Accident. She should be quiet. She was You're injured. making me feel sick. And while Fizz is away, this is when Jade makes the moves on Tyrone. Oh. So Fizz gets back and Jade is encouraging Hope to be naughty. Um, she even like this is around November she likes a bonfire making it all uh, making Fizz and Tyrone think that it was Hope that did it finally Fizz admits to Tyrone yeah my daughter is not cured (laughs) she set fire at the factory she's she's doing all sorts sorry I've I've kept this from you but they're like we can't split up over this let's try and work through our problems so good for them very mature long may it last yes um, they're told um, towards the end of the year that Hope can go back to school now. A place has been um, opened for her and um, Fizz and Tyrone try to let Jade down gently. That By this point, it's been revealed, to the audience at least, that she is the stepdaughter of John Stape. And this was... Jade is his stepdaughter. Sorry, not stepdaughter. Daughter, isn't he? Yeah. Secret daughter, not stepdaughter. She is John's <laughs> There's a bit of a actual secret daughter daughter so there was a little bit of a retconning going on in here or a case of well we didn't say he didn't have a daughter and he didn't know about and it was you kind of had to suspend disbelief a little bit with this one and how coincidental it was that hope went to a school where she was teaching and but anyway yeah so she's got this mega mega secret um speaking of secret um when jade goes back to birmingham Hope ends up FaceTiming her very regularly, just saying, oh, I miss you. Tell you what. And, and, and Jade is kind of feeding, telling her to get out to mischief, basically. Make we, your life difficult, or your, your parents' life difficult. We talk a lot about technology and Coronation Street and, like, the internet and how characters, like, use it in different ways. But I think Hope is the most advanced technologically on Coronation Everything she does is to do with, like, meddling on the internet. Well, this is what kids are like these days, isn't it? Yeah. They, they know, know all about how iPads work. She's and... the main one on, on Corey that does it, isn't she? She is. She's, she's, all, been... she's hooked to her iPad and and her walkie-talkie as well she like sometimes likes to go a bit old school with that I bet she's bet she's on TikTok oh yeah I bet she is Mm. um Fizz ends up getting into a bit of hot water towards the end of 2019 when um a decommissioned gun that she brought into the furniture shop turns out to be a working firearm It's, it's all absolutely um all in order eventually that's what gets used by uh, Derek, remember him, to shoot up the street at Christmas. And um, Fizz is like, oh, that was kind of my fault. I, we, we knew that the gun was live. And Gary says, we need to keep quiet about that one, Fizz, please. And um, that's the dilemma that they're left in in the end of 2019. Exactly. Then, in 2020, um, 
Jade sets Fizz and Tyrone up to make it look like they're giving her bruises. And giving, so, giving hope bruises. Giving, sorry, hope bruises. So she does all this, you know, she... She's like, let's play nurses. Yeah, yeah. And she takes photos of, of Hope with these fake bruises on her and stuff. And then Hope gets removed from Fizz and Tyrone's care to live with their closest living relative that they can find. OMG, it's Jade. Yeah, she, I remember the scene where it gets revealed. Uh, Fizz and Tyrone are with the social worker or whoever it was and they say, oh yeah, we've actually found another relative. And they're like, what? There isn't Who? anyone. Who could it huh? be? And they go into the room and then Jade is like there and turns around in a chair and like, <laughs> it's me. I'm actually Soap's, uh, Hope's kind of sister. That's right. So it turns out that when Jade was younger, she was told by her mum that jo- John was her dad and he had been perfectly normal before he met Fizz and she turned him unhinged and now... Jade is out for revenge and Jade does a load of like sneaking and gaslighting and stuff and trying to make out that Fizz knew all along who she was Mm. Um, and Fizz is like this is getting really bad I need Mm -hmm. to come clean about that gun because if I get caught it's going to make everything even worse so she does she gets a four-month sentence, suspended for two years so that's interesting has it run out now? this was 2022 so this is 2020, yeah. So 2020, she's, so yeah, so she's fine out probably now. now. Yeah. But she's, she, it would have been... So it's just, uh, some people don't know what a suspended sentence is. It basically means if you get in trouble in that two-year period, your four-month sentence will then kick in. Yeah. And, we'll, and also so whatever you did... keep her nose clean for two years. Whatever you did will also... You'll be in trouble for mm. as well. Um, she also gets a fine of £500. And everyone on the street shuns her and they take Jade's side um, when there's a big argument in the pub over Hope. And um, Hope is now living back at number nine with Tyrone. Hope ends up running away from home and Fizz thinks it's Jade who snatched her (laughs) and then she beats her with a chopping board. (laughs) I mean, that's terrible. terrible. Yeah, she comes home one day, doesn't she? And I think think it was when... Was it when Hope was still missing? I can't remember. But she, yeah, she goes home and, she, and Jade's there in the, in the yeah. kitchen. And she's, yeah. she had a big, hefty, sturdy wooden chopping board. Yes. She just fells her with one blow. Yeah. See, if, if that John Stape book was real, you'd think there might be some kind of justification to explain why the author thinks that Hope is a, is a demon child just like John was. This would be in it, wouldn't it? Because everyone surrounding... This poor child is a bit of a psychopath. Jade, Jade's a lunatic. Fizz is beating people with chopping boards. Tyrone's shagging everyone who doesn't. I don't think that lay too still. It it, it never came out to to the wider public that that Fizz no. had done this because. Um, well, Jade had... says I won't tell anybody as long as you let me see hope. Yeah. So they. She let... says she says I'll say that I've been mugged. Unless one of the one of the sources of the book was Jade. It feels why, like Jade's just been forgotten about now. Why it, wouldn't Jade... I really wish Jade had written the book or Phil had written the book because just having somebody random write it... Yeah. Feels like there has been a bit of mention in Jade of Jade recently, but it feels like there should be more. So, oh well. Jade gets granted access to see Hope and Hope just gets more and more turned against Fizz and prefers Jade over her. Then Jade makes another pass at Tyrone and Hope realises that she's up to no good and they all send her packing... What a feel-good story that, that was. A, was. That was an unsatisfying ending no, to that story, yeah, was, I yeah. thought, because Hope, who had been so anti-Fizz, as soon as she saw that Jade kissed Tyrone, it, I would have thought that maybe she would say, oh, brilliant, yeah. my sister, and actually that and does dad. feel a bit weird. But anyway, it. <laughs> it, it, it didn't make sense to me that she would so quickly turn her back on, on Jade, who she hero-worshipped at this point. Um, 
so not much um, affairs for a little while because I don't know. Well, that was just the end of the. That, that was, was the, the end, end of the, the story. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they gave the characters a bit of a rest for a lot of the rest of twenty twenty. And there was a whole and, pandemic going on. Tyrone and Fizz tease Evelyn about her blossoming romance with Arthur, and then there's a few episodes where they realise they're a bit boring and they've just turned into Jack and Vera. So they plan a meal. And then Gemma and Chesney invite themselves along as well. And that was like a funny double date. Yeah. It wasn't really that funny. It was, they, they, were definitely, they were definitely consigned to the filler bin in the second half of 2020. There's very, very little of them. But um, 2021 turned into, I would say, Fizz and Tyrone's biggest year because this was the huge affair. And uh, I remember when I heard about this gonna be that was going to be coming up, and I was absolutely gutted because I I love Fizz and Tyrone as a couple, and the fact that Tyrone was going to go off with with another woman that 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 didn't sit right with me. So I was very glad when they eventually got back together, and there was an awful lot of great TV that came out of this story. But it all started in early 2021 when Alina, who was a um, she had been a slave nail technician hadn't she in the in the previous year yeah she'd been trafficked hadn't she that's right but she's now she was then living on the street but for you know whatever reason she uh she didn't have anywhere to stay so tyrone says oh yeah you can come and stay with us for a bit and there was a scene when um she's walking around the house in a towel after having a shower and tyrone gets all the fluster with it and everything and uh fizz at the early stages of this finds it very amusing because she's like well you know alina is so much younger than us can't believe that you're you're you know you fancy her a bit that's quite quaint but um maybe if she'd nipped it in the bud a bit sooner it wouldn't have turned into being as quite as uh, dramatic as it actually was because um there, there's o- over the course of the next month or so they had a couple of incidents between them where fizz and tyrone were shown to be you know having a few difficulties in their marriage and get opportunities for them to for Fizz to have a go at him, like um, there was one time when Tyrone helped somebody put some antiques in a van outside the shop, but then it turns out that he's helping them steal them, and uh, then he goes to yoga lessons, um, and Alina's going to those as well, um, and this is when the two of them start to get a little bit close. Eventually, all about they have a dog. kiss. He does, yeah, yeah. Fizz finds out about her being at these classes and she's still kind of just making fun of Tyrone for fancying her and saying, it's just, I can't believe, what are you doing going after this young girl? Don't be so ridiculous. Well, he, she doesn't, doesn't realise. doesn't believe that he is. He's... No, yeah, she's just she's just teasing him, isn't she? Like, oh, oh I saw if, you look, come on, Imagine get away if he were, yeah. he would never, she would never. No, she wouldn't, she wouldn't. Um, but so she she is starting to worry though that Tyrone's going off her a little bit. So um, then she remembers that they're engaged <laughs> after about five years. After so we've she's been like, going oh. on about it for five years on the podcast. On the podcast, we're like, when are they getting married? When are they getting married? Yeah. And, and in twenty twenty one, and every Fizz time like, we did right, our predictions, predictions for the new year, we like right. Fizz and Tyrone are going to get married. I know, I know, and it's still not happened. No! But this is the closest that they got. Fizz decides to arrange a surprise Greek wedding for them, and she tells Tyrone about this, and um, he doesn't have the reaction that maybe she had hoped for. Have they paid off that ten grand yet? Can't do that. And this is when they have this epic long scene, which is like one of my favourite scenes of the year, when he reveals that, yeah, I fancy Alina, I don't really fancy you anymore, we kissed... Um, it was brilliant. It was a huge, huge scene. It was like the, one of the longest scenes in, in years in Coronation Street. It was, it was just all about, you know, um, 
It was one of the biggest scenes that you have outside of a just two-hander episode. Yeah. yeah, she was like, oh, is it... And it, yeah, she's like, oh, is it about the sex? And, 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 and I know that I'm not, you know, we're not in the... We're not spring chickens anymore and everything. And he's like, no, it's... He just kind of... I can't remember what... He's just like, it's like saying that he, he doesn't feel the same anymore. It's just really, really sad. Um, Fizz, um, he, he, Fizz ends up having another confrontation with Alina and is like, hands off my man. Um, and they try to keep things going, Fizz and Tyrone do, but Fizz is really, really struggling with Alina being around the street all the time. Tyrone also can't stop thinking about her and eventually things just totally break down for the couple and it, it's over. Tyrone moves in with Alina um, Hope isn't impressed with her dad's new girlfriend. Um, and then what transpires, or what happens after that is just lots of sniping between the two sides over the following month. Hope nearly gets herself hit by a car when she's in Alina's care, which gives Fizz an opportunity to have another go at Alina. She tries to get an injunction stopping Alina even seeing her daughter, but she eventually backs down. There's just a lot of kind of tit for tat going on between them. And, um, at the end of the day, it's because Fizz still does love Tyrone. He's been a massive part of her life for many, many years, and she can't. She doesn't like being cruel to him. Well, if you got to grow a backbone, if you want to be in a relationship, <laughs> Fizz starts finding it quite funny. Of our interactions is being cruel yeah, to each other, really isn't it? Is. Fizz starts finding it quite funny how clearly mismatched Tyrone and Alina are because Alina's yep. this this young little thing who's into her TikTok videos and uh, inspirational Being quotes and, and tight jeans and everything for Tyrone and uh, Fizz just... There's also a bit of a cultural gap too, isn't there? There really, really is. She's trying to make him food that he doesn't really get and uh, mm. her idea of a cool couple thing to do is to have a picture of you of you both standing in front of an exploding car. Yeah, and Fizz just f- finds this hilarious. Um, there, there, was, there was a bit towards the end of this year that Gemma spoiled this earlier. Oh no! Kirsty dies. Sorry guys. Sorry so, guys. So Sorry, Fizz, and Ty- Fizz does support Tyrone through that a little bit. But, I hated um, the fact they killed Kirsty for no reason really at all. Really ridiculous. Um, anyway, she. Oh, I just if I right if I I'm sorry if I was a Carnation Street producer I'd I'd wreck on this. I'd come in and be Actually, like... Actually, she's alive again. What do you mean? Kirsty's not dead. I said, she's dead healthy. <laughs> she's she's doing dead good. Yeah, don't think so. I think there might have been a funeral. Anyway, oh. Fizz looks like... Are you sure it wasn't this, a, just a really sombre birthday yes. party? <laughs> Fizz looks like she wants to try again with Tyrone, <laughs> but then he drops the bombshell that Alina is pregnant oh, with no. his kid. And so she's like, right, cutting ties for good. Yeah. Um, but not before she sells their story to the papers because apparently there's not much going on in the news at that time and, and the Weatherfield recorder is really interested in the idea of Tyrone a going off with a, with a, with was a young... Was it 1886? It was very weird. So can I just point out Fizz's hypocrisy here then? Go on then. That she's going to complain about a book being written about her. She's got no leg to stand on when she was selling stories about Tyrone shagging about. I think, uh, yeah, but I think that... No. Um, there were no names mentioned in this article and I think that's how the journalist was able to sell it to her. But everybody who knew them clearly knew I'm sorry, the, but who it was I'm referring sure we, to. I'm sure we said this at the time, but that's absolutely uh, ridiculous. I know, I know. What? So what do you mean? a story in the paper about two people we're not going to name them who shagged about and one of them got pregnant yeah this is this is compelling i suppose it makes a change from oh they're only 
collecting bins every other week now. <laughs> oh, what did you think about these bypass plans? Yeah, let's boycott them. Yeah. Oh, the buses have stopped running. Fizz starts dating <laughs> Phil at this point. Um, and this gets Tyrone insanely jealous. It, it really becomes apparent that both of them have got lingering feelings for each other. Um, they end up, Fizz and Phil end up splitting up when she realises she's not completely over Tyrone either. Um, but things kind of go a bit wrong for, for Alina and Tyrone then because Hope, who is still, you know, not Alina's biggest fan, gets massively jealous with the news that this new baby is on the horizon and she sets fire to the cot. Oh. Um, that sets Alina's flat ablaze and oh. we were kind of wondering at the time, are they going to say that Hope ends up killing the baby and, and Alina yes. does miscarry but I think they kind of write it kind of hastily into the script that it wasn't anything to do yeah she does it wasn't anything to do with the fire and it was just coincidental but I don't know oh, yeah, I don't know because of what happens later yeah so Fizz takes Hope on the run then um, which Tyrone um, helps her keep a secret but when the police catch up with her Fizz says oh no yeah, because Fizz is trying to protect the fact that Hope set this fire. And Fizz says, oh, no, it was me who started the fire. I did it. Because a fair cop gov slang me in prison. But Tyrone says, no, police. It was Hope that did it. And um, she ends up getting charged with arson. And there was, there was a bit of a dr- drama. Is, is she going to get... In trouble. Uh, no, yeah, because she could either get charged with arson with intent to, to harm or oh, just God. general playful arson which is what just she ended about. up just joking arson which is what she ended up getting charged with so she gets let off because she's under the age where yeah. you can really get um, in trouble for that kind of thing I hope there aren't any young children like 10 year olds thinking brilliant I'm going to set fire to things because I'm not going to get in trouble you with get it, in but... trouble I'll, I'll get in trouble yeah I'm going to tell them that you, you're mm. doing it on purpose Tyrone and Fizz during all of this start to get closer again because uh, they're thrown together with all this hope drama um but unfortunately, at the same time, Tyrone also manages to get Alina to think that he's proposed to her. There's kind of an accidental um, misunderstanding between them. Um, but Alina then finds out about Hope setting the fire and that she has a history of arson, which Tyrone has neglected to tell her about. And she's like, what else haven't you told me? You know that your daughter was a pyromaniac. I'm pregnant. I've been left alone in the flat with her. What the hell? So she's like, no, I'm going. I'm leaving you. This Tyrone a failure ador- of so- safeguarding. Yes, it absolutely is. Tyrone had also like shown that he, he was getting increasingly weary of having to go out and do these cool trendy things and he kind of realised that she's not really the one for him mm. um, so she she leaves him to go to Romania and um, as she leaves we, we kind of see her patting her belly or something so there's a there's a there's a baby Tyrone out there somewhere or just ready to come back an incredibly satisfying airport kebab maybe it, that's all it was um, so brilliant Tyrone's free to go back to Fizz but oh no Fizz is back seeing Phil again so it was oh. so close um, Tyrone ends up trying to make friends with Phil for the girls' sake, which leads to some quite funny scenes. Um, but Fizz is kind of... Things are moving fast between her and Phil. She invites him to move in with her while his shower's out of action. This is when Phil's mum, Mimi, turns oh, up. Mimi. Who is this amazing... Love her. Um, battle axe supreme. She, she's very posh. Um, yeah. She's like a Mrs. Bouquet, if Mrs. Bouquet was actually posh yeah yeah she's like completely oblivious to everybody else yeah she's totally condescending and she's like oh how quaint this 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 terraced house is and she's getting right up fizz's nose with all of this (laughs) um tyrone ends up standing up for fizz when mimi takes controls of phil's birthday party kind of making all about her and she also accidentally does the 
the classic soap thing of broadcasting over a microphone to a room of people, things that she about Fizz that she doesn't actually want them to hear. But anyway, yeah, so Tyrone's standing up with Fizz, but, and it looks like um, maybe Fizz and Phil are going to be over, but he manages to, to sweet talk around. So Fizz says, right, no, look, I'm going to move in with Phil. We're going to sell number nine. Sorry, Tyrone, you, you, you're out. Evelyn, you, you, you're out as well. And um, Tyrone's not happy with this, but Evelyn says, <clears throat> look, for Fizz's sake, I think it's over. For Fizz's sake. Let, let's just let's just cut our losses let's and run on. here. That takes us into this year. 2022, there's New Year drama when Joseph goes missing because he was jealous of the quads and Hope um, takes herself off as well to find him. Then they decide they want to sell the house. I thought he said that. Nobody wants to buy the house. That is correct. <laughs> because of the sinkhole. And Fizz and Phil say, okay, we'll just move into the new one and we'll keep number nine on the market and Tyrone can live there and then eventually we'll be able to sell it and use yeah. the money. When the time comes to move, Fizz is clearly having regrets uh, because she obviously she's doing a bit of a Ken Barlett where she walks sadly about and thinks about all the memories. Well, she stuff. has been living there for a good part, best part of 20 years. So, Tyrone goes to see this house that Fizz and Phil are living in, and it's definitely not in Cardiff. Not in Cardiff, that the house, The rumours no. are not right. It's got an apple tree and everything, and he's he's kind of jealous, but he's also missing Fizz, and I guess he feels a bit guilty, maybe, that she's getting this life that he could never have provided for mm. her. A lot of weird feelings being dredged up by the fact that there's an yes. apple tree in this beautiful Welsh house. Fizz is surprised to find that one of Phil's mates was... <laughs> prosecutor on John's trial and again I forgot about that link I knew that I remember that Phil wanted to write a book but I forgot about that other link mm. so this is when um they all meet up for for a meal doesn't yeah, they, don't they? Bistro, F- yeah. Fizz and Phil meet up with some of Phil's mates and, and Phil's mates like oh, I know you I prosecuted your husband mm. for being a kiddie fiddler <laughs> yeah and Fizz is like oh no I'm never gonna get over the embarrassment of John's state <laughs> Then it turns out that Phil is writing a true crime book about John and um, he tries to convince her this is going to be a good thing because then everyone will hear her side of the story. And Fizz is incensed. I think there's a bit of guilt here because she knows that if they knew some of the things that she got up to, they might not be so sympathetic. So he grovels and deletes everything and and then he proposes to her and uh, she accepts. So the wedding draws nearer. Mubi shows up again. She's causing trouble. She's the mother-in-law from hell. She's not thrilled about her boy, Marin is a bit of rough. Yeah, she thinks that Fizz is beneath her darling Philip. <laughs> Tyrone tries to convince Fizz not to marry Phil, but she goes through with it, uh, gets as far as the ceremony, and then uh, dumps him and starts a secret affair with Tyrone until she get, a, get an annulment because they had to hide the fact that they were dating because she was scared that if Phil found out he wouldn't give her the annulment and then they'd have to wait yeah. for a certain amount of time before they could have a separation. Yeah. Because they did actually get married, but they didn't, ha- they didn't do anything after that. So Tyrone, uh, Phil doesn't know that Tyrone and Fizz are back together. So he tries to win her back and tries to enlist Tyrone's help at various points. And Tyrone and, and he have this like weird kind of frenemy kind of mm. deal. Um, if he fails to win her back and then he finds out about the pair of them being together... Then he caves and agrees to annul the, the marriage. Then Fizz 
discovers about this book that we've been yapping on about, about John. Another book. Another book that's What's been What's the chances published. of that? Two books and about John's not, state being written in the same year. It's not even Phil that wrote it. No. I still don't understand the, the, the reasoning behind that being the case. They try to get it pub- stop it from being published. Hope finds out about it. She gets her hands on a copy. Then she starts hero worshipping her dad, which leads to very poor money management and hammer carrying. It does, and that's where that's where we're up to. Crikey, that was a lot, wasn't it? That was a very thorough, <laughs> very thorough. People people lasted this long and listening to it. Um, that was everything, literally everything that Fizz has done in the last Can I ten years. Just say an interesting thing that I noticed about this. Um, and we didn't intentionally do it this way at all, um, that the first character profile of Fizz was all about her and John. Mm. And this one is all about her and Tyrone. Yeah. And I don't think all characters on Coronation Street will have a similar kind of deal. Some some people are very independent. Their stories don't really revolve so no. much about relationships. But it's interesting that Fizz, really, her life so far on the street is like a game of two halves, isn't it? it well, uh, not necessarily halves. Well, not I mean, completely the, the... equal halves. No, people. because John was only together with Fizz for a, a couple of years. I was like, two, know, three, four if you years, think maybe. About, yeah, the amount of episodes that she... I don't know, yeah. I'm just going to say, it was a very significant part of Coronation Street history. Hmm. And I'm, you know, they, Fizz and Tyrone got up to a lot of things, but I don't think that any one story they're involved in is going to hold a candle to the John Stapes saga in Coronation Street history. No, probably not. I would say that they, their relationship is in, probably enduring longer than his legacy, hmm. but no one particular thread sticks out. I'd be interested to see how long this, this affair storyline um stays in the memories of Coronation Street watchers because it certainly felt like what, you know Alina one and... yeah one of the the big stories of last year um people uh, some some people absolutely loved it and others were like no this this isn't right for the characters I'm I'm fed up of Fizz because it, I I am sad to say that Fizz is definitely not a favorite character from lots of Coronation Street viewers and I, I think people were a bit on fizz overload last year weren't they but i was i was lapping it up and it also because you were definitely on well we were both on team fizz during that weren't we and uh, i think that storyline helped you to like fizz even more you, there's definitely um there's definitely a i think a rift between coronation street fans who are prepared to forgive tyrone for his dalliances versus people who think that she shouldn't have never have taken him back mm. and i'm kind of um conflicted about it because the state family the dob state family is really a good family for lots of conflict and drama but if i was fizz's friend i'd be like why are you doing this to yourself don't take him back he's a dog he is he's already but i just can't Gemma i just once. can't help thinking that they absolutely belong to each other and and so few couples on Coronation Street do go the distance that now we've got a couple that you know have been together for 10 years I don't think they should split them up how did Tyrone and um, Maria split up did she just dump him I can't remember what happened I'm just thinking I'm just thinking though like if you think about Tyrone he he um, he was he was married he was married always kind of married he he, he was with Kirsty. Yeah, he he did. Yeah, he was engaged to her, wasn't he? Then he snuck around with 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 yeah, um, Fizz. Fizz. 
Then he shagged Gemma when he was with Fizz, and then mm. he shagged Alina when he was with Fizz. He's cheated. He is He is a bit of a serial cheater. And I don't think anybody really thinks of him as being a cheater. Or, no, or... because he's, everyone, he's just a bit of a teddy bear, isn't he? And everyone's just got bucket loads of forgiveness for Tyrone. And I think he's, he's a very attractive guy, but in a sort of a... A kind of boyish way. I think if he looked like Adam, nobody would forgive him. Because mm. Adam's got that devilish kind of like glint in his eye, whereas Tyrone. But actually, Adam's probably a bit more uh, faithful, isn't he? I don't know. I, don't I can't know. remember. I can't remember. I'd have who, to, who remembers have to anything compare that the Sarah on the bed and, and Adam have gotten up to? Mm. I don't even know. So we said back in the original character profile that we didn't want Tyrone and Fizz to have any kind of romantic um, relationship with each other. Do you stand by that? Do you wish that they hadn't, or are you you saying you're glad that we they you did said that get they together? Could be platonic. Yeah. Um, I I like them as a family. I don't like I don't like Fizz taking like I just said. I don't like Fizz taking him back after he cheated. Or she'd never done that. Mm. But um, I think I think they're a good match. It's really important to sort of have that. There aren't many characters on Coronation Street who who two two characters are so intrinsically linked. I think you know Nick and Leanne are another pair where yeah. their life story yeah, very absolutely. much revolves around each other. And in a sense, you can sort of say a very similar thing about Toya and Spider. Mm. But um. And Kevin and Sally, even though yeah. they've not been involved dramatically for a long time now, they're still, they're still in something each other's there. lives. And yeah. I, I think that I think that Cory needs a sort of family that is relatable. And Tyrone and Fizz seem very relatable to me because you know they're always beans on toast. You know, watching telly, kids go to school. I know that there's a lot of fantastical things that happen, mm. but a lot of people can look at Fizz and Tyrone and go, they feel like yeah familiar to me yeah which is one of the reasons why when i heard about this affair happening i thought this was a terrible idea and i was to have my fingers crossed all throughout last year that they would get back together each other even though like you say tyrone doesn't deserve to be forgiven i i am i can very easily put that to one side and think no it's it's good that they're back together again because i love them and and I think that one of the other reasons I have to say why I enjoy Fizz so much and continue to to like her is because she was she was um uh, she was one of the cast members that we met, wasn't she? She was one of the first. I think she was the first cast member that we met once the podcast got going. And then but she didn't know that we were doing a podcast when we met her. Yeah, she did. Did she? Yeah, she did. I'm pretty sure she did. Oh, I don't know. Well, anyway, this was this was within the first. This was maybe the third year of the podcast. Maybe we went we went up to. That must have been the second year. We went up to Manchester and it was for episode 90 of the podcast, which you can still see on our, listen to if you go to our blog or on the Podbean app. And we um, we went to her restaurant, Annie's, didn't we? And um, yeah. we'd, we'd read online people saying, oh, sometimes Jenny McAlpine um, kind of is around in her restaurant because this is something that she opened. Literally, I think it was a month after we did that last character profile, yeah. Annie's was open just off St. Anne's Square in Manchester. And we, we took the chance and um, we went there and we had our, um, language a hot pot or whatever and then and then Jenny came over and we were like oh hello come and speak to did us you, did you tell her that we had a podcast I, I cannot remember you'd have to go back and listen to the episode to find out but she very kindly took photographs with us didn't she and, is that uh, on the wall I think, yeah us? literally right behind oh, us yeah. now that's is a picture first, of me, me you picture. and Jenny McAlpine yeah. yeah I was so drunk she was very very nice we've spoken to her a few <laughs> times since bomb. then 
Um, I, I, I've, she's come on the podcast for two interviews. Like after her, her her second maternity leave, she came as a like a welcome back to Corrie interview. She's yeah. just the nicest. She's very very warm, lovely person. Genuine, lovely, caring. She's, she's beautiful. Absolutely in real life. lovely. She's got fantastic hair. Yeah. She's a lovely person. Yeah. And um, we really yeah. She, it, it's it is kind of like interesting how sometimes the characters hold a special meaning to us because of the actors and how we meet. We've met them and stuff, and mm. I wouldn't say you know I don't think we know Jenny McAvoy, no. <laughs> but um, she holds a special place in our heart, does Fizz? Yeah, because yeah, because she was the first, and just because she was so absolutely lovely, and also also just no. because you know Fizz is a great character. Really, I wouldn't say that she's my favorite character. No, that's but like she's I like the saying. bread and butter of Coronation Street. Yeah, yeah, totally. Don't you think? Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, we we've been to Annie's quite a few times. I think. I yeah, we just times. went there a couple of months ago, didn't we? And I think uh, if you're a Corrie fan and you wanna you want something to do that's not around Media City, I definitely would recommend that you go. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Annie's. Yeah, yeah. They do. They need nice meals there for evening. You can go and have a nice break and. Uh, Bacon, uh, balm. balm cake there yeah. for your for your for your breakfast and a, and a nice cup of tea with the tea leaves in. Don't forget to put the strainer in because I know that definitely at Annie's I've tried to uh, pour myself so a cup of tea do. and got tea leaves. Do all afternoon over the place. teas, but we've never had one. No, I don't think we have. I don't think we have. No. Um, anyway, I was doing a little bit of research um, online over the weekend because one thing I realised from the original character profile is we didn't really get to find out much of uh, Jenny McAlpine's backstory or any of like her early interviews about Fizz. And um, I found this one quote from her from the Daily People like 20 odd years ago saying that her dream date would be Liam Gallagher. Nice. I wonder whether that's still the same now. Apparently, he, she said, she said, he's drop dead gorgeous. I love everything about him. Even his walk turns me on. Oh, God. <laughs> I, want, I want to confront Jenny with that quote now until seeing Do she says the same thing. Do not confront any, Michael, if you start going around confronting people with what they said 20 years Just ago. Just a joke. They're going to start coming back to you with things you said last week. <laughs> that's true, that's true. She also said um, that Fizz can be a bit scatty and it really annoyed her when people confused her with confused Fizz with Jenny and um, there is definitely a difference between the two of them Jenny is always has come across as a very switched on she's in very bright, calm and yeah and yes um, yeah level headed kind of just yeah lovely um intelligent person earth. yeah and she says oh oh it's terrible when people point at you in the street and say there's that dumb bird from coronation <laughs> street i think you know modern fizz is definitely closer to jenny mcalpine than early fizz was but then i don't know what chaotic. early jenny mcalpine was like so maybe she was a bit chaotic back then this I is mean, interesting all this stuff that you've just found here about her comedy. yeah yeah because back in the day she was a stand-up comic. She spent four years doing stand-up comedy, did Jenny McAlpine. She even came second in the Young Comedian of the Year competition two years in a row. This is this competition that Fanta apparently well, well ran. Well done. I, Can I just say, being a comedian is one of the bravest things. I know. I would. I. I think that is my secret calling in life. But I would never dare to stand up in I, front of a room. Can you imagine standing in front of a room of people mm. and trying to make them laugh? It sounds no. like the hardest job in the world. I mean, that's, I know, and the thing about comedians is they make it look very easy. But my goodness. Yeah, that's why. I, how brave! I, I'd love to be able to see it, see her do something like this. I'd like, I'd like to have seen a recording of her, or even see if she could. If she still does it now. I mean, we didn't really watch her. I think we saw her entrance to I'm a Celebrity. I wonder but if they would ever still... do a... a um, you know, we have all these talent shows of singing and or like dancing or whatever. Why don't we have a talent show of 
people who aren't comedians doing comedy? <laughs> would it just be too painful? I don't know. Because it I think might a lot be. of people would not. No. Would not well, make you can it. you can book Jenny McAlpine as an after dinner speaker. I found a website where oh, you how could. Much? I, I don't. It didn't say. I think you could put a request in. Maybe so next time we go to Annie's, we'll see thing. if they do a special after dinner package. Yeah. Where she can turn up and sort of talk to us about. What we just have a pudding. Or yeah, make a few jokes out of it. Anyway, I thought I thought that was quite funny. She said, and again, this was like a you know, twenty years ago so when she was very very young. She said, "Oh, I can't abide serious people, and I'm not afraid of being silly or having people laugh at me." Oh, it's like it's a completely different person, isn't it? But like you said, we don't we don't know Jenny, but from from what little um, interaction we've had with her, it does it seems like a it was it was a Were lifetime ago. Really, I I was on an interview with her, but you did one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, did you do one with yeah, her as well? Yeah, but I really was terrible in it. I think that was the one that made me realise that I shouldn't... Shouldn't do the interviews and leave it to me. Yeah, no, she, she, she's lovely. Well, she was, she was... You both were very professional. I was just an idiot. I'm sure that's not true. Well, she said she wouldn't. She didn't ever want to be... No, it wasn't her ambition to become an actress, but it was more like that's how she ended up. Yeah, well, she started off in showbiz with the... Show, with the um, with the stand-up comedy and then it just kind of was a natural progression for her. She said, I couldn't think of anything else I wanted to do. I knew I wasn't going to be a nuclear physicist. All my reports said I'd do better if I stopped talking, which I couldn't have been more wrong. I spent a week wanting to be a barmaid after seeing Bette Lynch. Other than that, acting is the only thing I fancy doing. <laughs> I love that. She's not been in a whole lot either. I mean, I, I'd forgotten or didn't Why would know. She, why would she have had time? She got into Cory very young. She was doing Fanta... Young Comedian of the Year won that two years in a row and then mm. she must have jumped straight into Corey. Well, no, she was in Emmerdale for a couple of years. She was like uh, three episodes of Emmerdale playing a character called Michelle Morley and I can't find anything about this character but she was, yeah, she was in it like two episodes in 99 and one episode in 2000 or something. Um, but yeah, after that, it's just been Corey and um, apparently she auditioned for the role of Corey with her arm in a sling and uh, still was able to wow the Bit judges. rough and ready Not then. judges. What do you call it? Uh, casting, casting agents. Casting people. Yeah. And um, another little f- uh, fascinating factoid I found about her was no, that... No, factoid means... Fact, thank you. was 2020 in December, she became the voice of the new Burnley bus company, Which Way Buses, that run in Burnley, Wartonstall <laughs> and Manchester. So she is... So if you go on a bus around there and you recognise her dulcet tones, then, then that's why. She has got a very... Nice, relatable really voice, does hasn't have she? A very, yeah. Um, I think um, I don't know whether it's cozy sound translates to other countries, but in the UK, we definitely. Well, you guys know we stereotype accents, mm. but her her voice is kind of a very warm northern sort of. You can you can trust me. I'm I know what I'm talking about. I am down to earth, and uh, this is this is. You know, this is what's going on. Yeah, well, if you go to... And she um, also did um, Supermarket Sweep. She oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, she was the... Yeah, um, yeah it's just... That was just, uh, last year or the year before, wasn't it? She's she, very good at voice acting. Yeah, well, if you if you go to um, haveryvoices.co.uk, you can hear some voice reels of her. So it's like, here's Jennifer Calpine in some adverts. Quite a lot of here's actors Calpine do doing, voice reels. Doing some, some stories or anything. But yeah, I'm she's got she hasn't done any voice. game stuff. No, well, I think I don't know. If she has done. I don't. I mean, I think once once you're in Corrie. on Corrie, there's only so much they they let you do. That's but true. Um, anyway, so that that's kind of fizz. Still, absolutely love her, and I don't think that she deserves the stick that she gets from people. Oh, I but, definitely agree with that. But I, 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 I get, I get why people don't like her, and and just she winds people up because she is often characterised as being a bit of a, a naggy wife. 
to Tyro. You know what I think of that. Yeah, I know. And I, and I, I, I think that sometimes he deserves it and she just wants to hold her family together, really. I say it takes two to nag. Mm, I just, it was interesting. Um, we, We've had the discussion before on the podcast about our Tyrone and Fizz, the new Behind Jack and Behind every Vera. nagging woman is a man who won't take the bins out. <laughs> we've talked before about how uh, her and Tyrone are often compared to Jack and Vera and said, well, I don't think they really are, are they? Because... Well, I'm going to say something here on, that man. might be a bit controversial in Coronation Street fan circles, but I, I reckon that Fizz and Tyrone are what people think Jack and Vera were. How do you mean? Well, you know, if you were to say, oh, why do pe- why are Jack and Vera so popular to some some people who were only passingly uh, familiar with them or hadn't seen the episodes for a long time, they'd be like, oh, you know, they were, you know, they bickered and stuff, but they loved each other. They were just very, you know, very normal couple. They were funny to watch, that kind of stuff. But, you know, actually they were violent, rude. They were, they cheated on each yeah, other. Totally they cheated. were vile. Although that's like Tyrone. I know, but I think that Jack and Vera, there's a lot of um, rose-tinted glasses they really for, for are. those two. And I, I'm, I'm not going to diminish their iconic status no, at, no, all. Not at all. Absolutely not. But um, I think that that they really, Fizz and Tyrone are a lot more like them than some people want to believe, if that makes any sense. Because mm. like you just said, there's a lot of cheating going on. I think the real thing that's missing between Tyrone and Fizz is the humour that Jack and Vera had. But I don't yeah. think... I think that if you give them a chance, they'll do it. Because, you know, Alan Housel, sometimes, as as Tyrone, will do funny impressions of other characters. Oh, he could do he a great Jack Duckworth. Yeah. They just don't give him a chance. And, no. and obviously, Jenna McAlbine must be... Um, you know, she's got this vein of comedic talent that has kind of been untapped a bit. Mm. I wouldn't say that Fizz is funny. No, but I think she was funnier back in the early days, wasn't she, when she was that little bit of a... Rascal. The way that she came in as that kind of brash, um, unintimidated, um, very uh, in-your-face young Mm. girl, it makes a lot of sense now. You told me that she was a young comedian when she came in. You can really get that sense that she was definitely putting on a bit more of a front. Mm. Whereas now, Fizz feels more like a real person. Do you remember that uh, Tiger t-shirt that she used to wear? That was a staple of her wardrobe, wasn't it? It was so loud. And her hair was very, very, very red Mm. in those olden days. The other thing that I was thinking about Jack and Vera and comparisons there is that one of Vera's traits was that how she would always forgive... um, Terry and never believed that he would do anything wrong yeah. and, and no matter how many times he got himself in trouble no matter how many times he was in jail or or conned people or or did um, did wrong to Vera even like he when he vile. like when he bunk, uh, he, uh, he disappeared when he was, he was supposed, supposed to be, be given, given her a kidney or whatever yeah. um, Vera would still forgive him and I'm wondering whether they might go down that route with Fizz and Hope and it looks like they kind of already are aren't they it feels like Fizz will very easily just say oh poor fizz oh sorry poor hope oh well done you've said sorry i love you let's have a hug um and she's keeping secrets from tyrone when she knows that hope has done something naughty and i think that if hope is going to develop into being a villainous character could she even be the new terry duckworth i'm wondering um, is is fizz going to go down the same route as vera did no i'm thinking the other i'm thinking something different here because i think there's definitely a lot to be said, whether in real life or not, I don't want to get into it, but in, in fiction, certainly, the idea of, of, of um, mo- mothers and their sons and this kind of indulgence and a weird kind of 
special, you know, my special boy, mm. Jack, uh, Vera and, and Terry had. Yeah. I think that you're going to see, and it could be developing right now with Ty- the way Tyrone's acting with Hope, a bit of a daddy's girl situation mm. where where Tyrone's the indulgent one over Hope's evilness and, and he's the one that's got the blinders on. Maybe. And I think that would be a really interesting way to flip it. And obviously there's a lot of gender stuff that's involved in, you know, this kind of very weird relationship between daddy's girls and, you know, mummy's boys and all this stuff. But that really feels like a way of bringing Jack and Vera's legacy into the, the yeah. modern age with these characters we've got now. Yeah, yeah. And well, the we'll thing is, wait and see. with Terry and, Terry and Jack and Vera, is that you never really saw... Terry's origin story, did you? No, he just he just showed up as a fully grown. I think Evil was man. he just was he still like an older teenager when he first yeah, came? Yeah, was he I in his early twenties? So. I can't remember. Well, he was he was a young lad, yeah. wasn't he? Whereas now Hope, you know, we've seen her born. Yeah, I kind of love that idea, and I think Coronation Street is one of its strengths is that it can show s- stories and legacies and and kind of mm. myths in the making. Yeah, it would be interesting because. Um, Fizz didn't really know Tyrone, um, Terry particularly. I think their paths may have crossed briefly, but it, but Tyrone definitely knew what a bad penny Terry was. And it'd be funny if he be... just couldn't recognise it in yeah. his, own, his own daughter. Because he he was always saying to Vera, like just same as Come Jack on, was. What are you doing? You can see what he's like. He's doing, yeah. yeah. If he uh, does it again, repeating that the mistakes. Really... Oh, that uh, if they're not if they haven't thought of that, I'm sure there you they go. have. Liners. If they haven't thought of that, please take that idea because I bloody love it. And the thing about Hope is that you can do that with her character mm-hmm. because you know it, even if um, you want to recast, yeah, you can still do do it that and way. And could be an opportunity for Terry Duckworth to come back on the street again, just as a. Just to really flag up and go, whoa, 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 look everybody, this is a similar situation. Imagine, imagine Hope and Terry yeah. joining forces. <laughs> it's brilliant. Oh gosh, imagine if like once she grows up and she's in her early 20s, then Terry Terry ends up wooing her with this oh, huge age gap. Oh my god. Well, we'll leave you You know with that Coronation that. Street's got really desperate if they go down that. Yeah, we'll leave you with that thought. And if you've waded through an hour and 40 minutes, which is, you know, you could have watched a film, couldn't you? Um, this is, I can't believe it's been this long. It's the longest couch profile we've done in a jolly long time. But it is a special character to our hearts. Um, you definitely deserve to take that little nugget of um, fun future plot um, musings with yes. you as you go about <laughs> your day. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, tell us your thoughts on this, Fizz, unless you really, really hate her. No, you can if you want to. You can just try... don't be mean. Don't be mean to Honestly. her because it'll make us sad because we like her. But you can, you can say nasty things about her if you like to, but justify your opinions. And, and, um, and, and I will totally accept that I'm, I can be biased and, and be very forgiving of certain things because she is a particularly special character to me. Well, just to say, um, as we close out, uh, to thank you to Coronation Street and thank you to Fizz and thank you to Jenny McAlpine for bringing us a very interesting character that has mm. uh, taken um, a long time to discuss this evening. Yeah, and you know, as like we said, 17th character in the top 100 appearances on Coronation Street. That, 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 puts, that gives her a legacy status. It means something, like, sure. like it or not, I'm afraid. So, um, and I do. <laughs> right, time to go. Thank you everybody for listening and we will see you uh, next week. Um, we'll try and get back to, um, I guess, you know, Tuesday night for the next edition of uh, Hub Catch-Up of Coronation Street. Hope you all have a good weekend though. And ta for now. Bye-bye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. <laughs>